Welcome to Tia's Table, where there's always good food and good conversation. Sit back, grab a snack, and let's have some girl talk. Hey girl, welcome back to Tia's Table. I'm Tia, an accountability coach for women that want to live a healthier life in a low-maintenance way for the rest of their life. Welcome back to another episode of this podcast. So last month, uh, my husband joined me for the Valentine's Day episode, and I just want to tell everyone, thank you so much for all of the kind words um, that he received. I'm thanking you on his behalf. Um, That was a lot of fun, and I'm so glad people enjoyed it and thought it was funny. If you have not checked out that episode, go back and listen to it. We talk about how partners can be supportive of one another while making healthier choices. So getting into this month and being a baddie, I thought it was only right that we talk about the luck of the bad bitch with the SH. Just in case my mom or my mother-in-law listens to this episode, that is said with an SH, not the traditional spelling of the I-T-C-H, which is a bad word that we don't say. And I do also recognize that I'm 38 and I shouldn't have to do that. But you know, girl, I just don't want nobody calling me, saying nothing to me about something I said on this podcast that might not be, you know, you know, we still seek our parents' approval, okay? So yes, getting into that topic this month. But before we do, let's talk about what's on Tia's table. As we cruise into... Warmer temperatures, the spring and summer, bring in an opportunity for everybody to increase their water intake. I personally am a big fan of the fall season. Spring and summer really isn't my jam, but since I do live in Georgia where it gets really, really hot, I know how important it is to stay properly hydrated all throughout, you know, both seasons. So I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about some of my favorite beverages that help keep me hydrated, um, but also taste really good. And by that, I mean, they taste good to me. Now, I know some of these drinks are going to be things that other people might not find to be as tasty, but girl, that's okay. You know, we're going to run through these. If any of them speak to you, You fill your cup with those and be a hydrated queen all spring and summer, okay? So obviously, the first one is going to be ice water. I mean, we're drinking our water all day. Everybody should be drinking enough water to be hydrated and feel really good and keep their muscles and their joints running nice and smoothly. Um, So of course, water is at the top of the list. I also really like iced green tea. Now, you can make green tea at home. You can um, make it the same way you make sweet tea, um, just by boiling water and letting the tea bag steep. And then you um, just fill the pitcher up with water and like, boom, you have unsweetened green tea. I don't sweeten my green tea. And since I don't sweeten mine, I don't want to recommend a sweetener for anybody. I mean, obviously, I guess you 
could use sugar or whatever your favorite sugar substitute would be or like honey or agave. Well, here I am recommending sweeteners. I guess you could sweeten it, but since I don't sweeten mine, I'm not going to say for certain like, oh girl, yes, put this much of this sweetener in there and it's going to make the perfect drink. I like mine just straight up unsweetened because I like the flavor of the tea. I also um, will get green tea from like Starbucks or if I go to like a, a place that sells teas and coffees, I'll get their ice cream tea on a hot day and it's really, really good. Um, I also will get unsweetened tea from Panera. If it's a really hot day and I happen to be at Panera eating, I'll get their unsweetened tea. And I pretty much get unsweetened tea everywhere I go. Even when I go to like a sit-down restaurant, I'll get unsweetened tea as my beverage of choice. So those are a couple of them. I also really love the Good and Gather brand at Target. They're carbonated or sparkling waters. The flavor of theirs, in my opinion, has been the strongest flavored sparkling water I've tried. And I've tried all of them. I've tried La Croix. I've tried that one. Those are horrible. Please don't give those people your money. I've tried um, San Pellegrino, Perrier, um, I think it's called Waterloo, maybe that's what it's called. I don't know. But all of the sparkling waters that you see in most grocery stores, I have tried them. The Good and Gather brand at Target has the best flavor. When you drink theirs, you can actually taste whatever flavor they're claiming is supposed to be coming through. You can taste their flavor. Um, so I love getting their sparkling water and then maybe adding frozen fruit to it and letting the frozen fruit, um, you know, like soften up a bit and then it makes the flavor even stronger. Um, you can absolutely use their sparkling water to make cocktails during the summer and that keeps it like low calorie, but still really tasty. Highly recommend their sparkling water. Theirs is my favorite, but also once the summertime or like spring and summer hits, you might have a hard time coming across some of those because I know at our Target at one point last summer they were like kind of sold out every time I would place a Target order so keep that in mind too if you want to kind of start stocking up on them just to have them on hand girl you got to do what you got to do also smoothies are really good during the spring and summer I'm not a huge smoothie or like shake person but during the spring and summer I do find myself every now and again like once or twice over the summer I'll go and ask for a smoothie. Um, Tropical Smoothie. Is that the name of that place? They also have a really good burrito or wrap that I like. I think it's Tropical Smoothie. They have a really good avocado-based smoothie that has no sugar in it. Um, Or is it that I just don't order mine with sugar? Mm, Now I don't know. But anyway, when you go, girl, you order the avocado smoothie. If there is sugar in it, ask for it with no sugar. And I promise you, it's still going to be so sweet and so tasty. You can actually taste the pineapple coming through. Um, It's not super, super like thick. So if like the texture of a smoothie or a milkshake bothers you, this one doesn't feel that thick when you're drinking it. And I, like I said, I get it at least once or twice over the summer. Um, and it is delicious. Now, my favorite drink, like period, if I'm going to do like an iced drink, my favorite drink, no matter where I go, if sometimes I make it at home myself, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it is so good because it's like the best of both worlds. If you go to our favorite 
chicken place and everybody by now should know where that is. If you go there and ask them for a half sweet, half unsweetened iced tea, it is so good and it's perfect. When they get the ratio just right, it's like you are drinking unsweetened tea with like the tiniest hint of sugar. Let me tell you why you cannot order unsweetened tea and then add sweetener to it because it doesn't work. It won't taste the same. It's it's just not going to give you what you're looking for. You got to get the half sweet, half unsweetened tea. Even when you go to other restaurants, um, if you can get somebody to do it and get the half and half just right, oh my gosh, it's amazing because you don't get that overpowered like sugar taste but you still get just like just enough sweetness for it to be like sweet tea. Um, but for the most part, you're drinking unsweetened tea and it's perfect. That's my favorite drink when I go out. If I don't get unsweetened tea, if I'm feeling like I want something a little bit sweeter, I'll get half sweet, half unsweetened tea. And it is it's perfect. But then obviously, you know, because we know everybody doesn't have good sweet tea. Don't order that at a place that does not typically have good sweet tea. If their sweet tea is not good, this won't work. You can only really do it at places that you know for a fact already have good sweet tea. But if they've got good sweet tea, girl, go for it. That is my favorite drink. Um, One more drink that I think is featured in the newsletter that I haven't mentioned here is lemonade. You know, that goes without saying. Lemonade is like summer in a glass. You can't beat it. It's delicious. You can make it yourself, girl. Just make a simple syrup at home. Um, which for my simple syrup, I do two to two, two cups of sugar, two cups of water, dissolve that, um, like over a simmer in a little pot, get you six lemons, squeeze like four or five of them into the pitcher with your simple syrup, save that last one, slice it up, make sure you don't have no seeds in there, fill the rest of it with water, stir, 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 and now you got perfect lemonade and it's delicious. Lemonade is everything. Um, so yes, those are the drinks that we will be sipping on from now until probably girl, whenever it cools down. And for here, that's probably not going to be until Halloween. So let's make sure we're staying properly hydrated all throughout the spring and summer so that our skin stays nice and glowy and that we have the energy to do all the things we need to do because we will be doing a lot between now and (laughs) really between now and the end of the year is like no breaks when when you think about it because it's like oh spring break oh summer break oh then it's the holiday season and then boom it'll be 2023 everybody's Jordan year okay so that's what's on our table this month everybody drink stay properly hydrated make sure you're getting all that water in and if you need additional help or if you want to chat about any of these beverages, like what tea bags I use specifically and all of that, girl, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram through my DMs and I will be happy to send you some photos of some tea bags. I probably should have put that in the newsletter, but at the time I wasn't thinking about it. Um, So yes, moving on. This month we are talking about finding success in the doing. Finding success in the doing. I talk to women all day long every day And one thing that hit me last month is that women were sharing these really incredible accomplishments with me and almost everybody was saying 
you know, well, now that so-and-so is done or now that I've done this, now I just have to see X, X being the result. Like, I just have to see how people are going to respond to it or I just have to see if anybody is going to notice. I just have to see what that number on the scale is going to be. And in all these conversations, I thought to myself, isn't the doing enough? The fact that you completed this tall feat that you that was once a dream of yours, you completed it, and that should be success. Like we should all consider that part of the journey a success, and then whatever comes after that should just be the icing on the cake, right? I think a lot of times, especially when we're on like a health and wellness journey or a fitness journey, uh, many people, myself included, will get discouraged. The first time we feel like we were supposed to lose X amount of pounds or X amount of inches or we feel like our clothes should be fitting differently already and for whatever reason, it's not happening yet. And we miss the fact that along the way to that, we have been successful with working out and eating well and drinking water and getting proper rest every day, like all the days we were supposed to. And that part of this journey needs to be celebrated. We should be finding success in the daily habits that we are creating and celebrating that and enjoying that so much more than I think we have been. I think people have gotten into the habit of only celebrating their success, meaning the daily habits. People have gotten to the habit of only celebrating it once they see a certain number on the scale or once they are able to fit into a certain dress size or maybe once someone else notices or once they get a response from from somebody maybe that they don't know or they're complimented or whatever. I think people wait to be validated from all of these outside places when really you can validate yourself each and every day by saying like, wow. Today, we did a workout that we could not do four months ago. We drank, you know, 80 ounces of water four months ago. I was not even drinking one bottle of water a day. Um, We ate really healthy meals. Four months ago, I was eating whatever I was craving, you know. And I think those little changes and those small wins really add up to the success that we should be making a bigger deal out of, to be honest. Um, When we think about things like shorter workouts or the little small increases, so maybe you go from drinking 40 ounces of water to, like I said, 80 ounces of water. You think about those little small changes and we should be celebrating the fact that those are things that we are now able to do. That is a success, Completing a workout without stopping or without needing to take as many breaks, that is a success. Being able to run up a flight of steps, that is success. Being able to whip up a really healthy meal like very quickly or being just meal planning in general. Going from a place of not meal planning at all and to becoming this person who now meal plans every week, that is a success. And it doesn't matter if no one notices. It doesn't matter if the number on the scale stays the same. It doesn't matter if your gene size stays the same. You are already successful because you made changes, because you embraced something new and you said, I want something better for my life. That 
that is the success in and of itself. Everything that comes after all of the small changes that you're making is just merely like the added bonus. It's the icing on the cake. And hopefully we can all get to a place where we mentally shift the way we think about what success on this journey looks like. Um, I know I have a friend who just wrote a book and I'm going to link it in this description box. Um, But LaTorsha from Ice Coffee and Self Care, she just wrote a book all about self-care. She's the person that I look to when I want to make sure that I'm holding myself accountable for for self-care. She just wrote a book. The book is amazing. It's incredible. Um, And when she and I were talking about her book coming out, um, you know, I encouraged her to celebrate the fact that it was published. Like, don't wait for the response from the world before you celebrate. Like, celebrate now because, girl, you did it. And that is that's success in and of itself. The fact that you had a dream in your heart and you said, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see this through. You completed it. You are already successful just for having completed it. And then whatever happens after this, it's just like, you know, a wild ride and a fun adventure and it is the icing on her cake. Um, So think about things in that way, that the doing and completing is success. There is so much success to be seen and acknowledged and felt just in the everyday habits that we are trying to develop and we shouldn't be overlooking those things or not giving them the credit that they deserve um, because we're waiting for a potential outcome. I have been watching a lot of documentaries throughout the month of February as part of our self-love month. I watched documentaries. Um, I really got into listening and studying how people become who they are Um, one of the documentaries that I watched was the documentary about how Netflix came to be and the creation of Netflix and how it became this huge streaming service was basically done by a handful of people who just said, well, really it was two men, I think, but you know, they had a staff. So it was really a group of people that were, they just believed in it and they were just like, no matter what, we're not gonna, you know, we're not going to give up even when Netflix wasn't making money, even when people kind of seemed like people weren't going to be ordering the DVDs and getting them in the mail anymore. Even when Blockbuster tried to hate on them and um, come in and like be the conglomerate or the bigger business and basically just steal their idea like they didn't stop. They kept going. They knew what worked for them and they kept going and then now obviously girl blockbuster who who's going to blockbuster y'all ain't streaming nothing from blockbuster everybody has a netflix account and if you don't have a netflix account you're using somebody's netflix account right and when i was watching that doc- documentary well that one and kanye's documentary um and we'll talk about that in a second but when i was watching that documentary that's when it finally hit Well, that one and the Rick James documentary. And these are on Amazon, by the way. Um, When I was watching both of those documentaries, I was just like, wow, the thing that separates people who do become great or find what people consider to be success and pretty much everybody else is that they just kept going. They kept going even when they couldn't be certain 
of what the outcome was going to be. They kept going with no guarantee. They knew they had a desire to see some type of change or to see something um, happen. And even when it didn't look like it was going to happen or they were definitely not in a space where they felt successful, they kept going because every single day they were making choices that they knew ultimately would lead them to where they they wanted to go. And they found the success in the fact that they still had a business. Like, hey, you know, Blockbuster might be trying to knock us down, but we're still Netflix though. Like we're still out here mailing out these DVDs and that's something to be proud of. So let's just keep, <laughs> let's just keep doing it. And I think that if we apply that same way of thinking to um, our health and wellness journey, oh my gosh, we, we can't be stopped. So you have to say to yourself, you know, I might not always see results and change. Like, I'm not going to see that every day because it's just physically impossible. Like, I'm not going to see that every day. But every day, I do see myself performing these daily habits that I know if I stick with them long enough, I will ultimately get to where I want to be. I will feel the way I want to feel if I just don't stop. Because one thing is for certain, if we if we stop, then girl, we won't see no change. We gonna be the same. But if we keep going and we keep believing in ourselves and that um, was the other common theme amongst all of the documentaries that I watched that everyone had such a high belief in their self and their ability to see these things come to pass that no matter what, they just kept going. Um, So case in point, Kanye West. Um, If you take out because this is what I had to do when I watch Kanye okay present day Kanye I had to sit him over to the side and I said to myself like oh we will not hold old Kanye responsible for what new Kanye is doing and we're gonna watch this documentary and see what we can learn from it because whether you like him or not um his story is incredible and there is something to be learned from it So a few things that I took away from his documentary, and I know it's not over yet. I think there are only two parts of it on on Netflix right now. But one takeaway that I that I got from his is that his mother's belief in him was just so much of a driving force behind his success. He never thought that he could not be because his mother believed in him so much. May we all strive to be that type of mother, number one. Number two, because he believed in himself so much, the documentary that we're watching in 2022 was something that this man was filming back in like 1992 or like 1993. Like he knew in his mind, like, I'm going to be so great. Let me go ahead and start documenting this so that 20 years from now, somebody can be sitting watching how... I came to be who they know now as Kanye West. So that blew my mind. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, when you think about yourself in that way, when you truly believe in yourself on that level, you don't even think about not accomplishing or not making it or not completing the goal or or whatever. Like you don't even think of that. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Um, so I'm not going to go into like the examples that um, that are in his documentary, but when you think about yourself in that same light 
I say to, I said to myself after watching part two, I was like, okay, girl. Um, because it was a lot of good things in the second part of it. I'm like, Tia, okay, girl. Now, if that man could do all of that with what he had, and granted, at some point he was a successful music producer, right? But even if you take that away, I'm like, just his belief in himself allowed him to keep going against the tallest of odds, against what could have easily been a situation where he was told no in the beginning and he just took that no and was like, okay, well, let me just sit back and just keep making these beats then, right? If we believe in ourselves on such a high level and the things that we're trying to do, they are simple, you know, like very simple things. And I'm talking about our health and wellness journey um, <laughs> right now. If we think about that, I'm like, wow, the things that I, I try to do on a daily basis are just eat well, work out, be a good parent. And that that's like my little trifecta. I'm like, did I take care of myself today by working out, eating well? You know, we'll throw drinking water into one of those and being a good parent. If, if I can tell myself, like Tia, you can believe in yourself enough to just make sure you do the basics every day. I think that we can take that and apply it to other things. Like my friend who wrote the book, right? When you say to yourself, success, like, is what, like, I am successful. Like, I see myself being so great, or I see myself performing at my top level, or being able to perform at my top level so much so that I'm going to go ahead and live life as if it were already true. You're like, oh my gosh. So when you think about your meal planning and your working out, if you just make the decision to say, I'm going to go ahead and start working out and eating well as if I am already at my goal, where would you be? Because by at that time, you're going to be in like a maintenance phase anyway, where you're trying to maintain the change that you've created. So if you get to a place mentally where you're like, okay, let me fast forward myself to, we don't even have to do 20 years like Kanye did. We can do, girl, next year, right? Whatever you see for yourself next year, wherever it is you want to be next year, if you say to yourself, that's who I am today. Like, I already know I'm going to be X, Y, and Z by this time next year, right? So today, I'm going to go ahead and start living that way. Whether that's, you know at a different size or being able to do something like run a marathon or do like a 5k or do some type of strength contest or just being able to hold different yoga poses, like whatever it is. If you see yourself as like a serious yogi between now and next year, then girl, like every day you should be hitting that yoga mat and you should be practicing, 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 and thinking about it maybe in that way instead of thinking about it as a workout. You're just practicing your poses, getting that active time in. You want to get to a place where you are already telling yourself this is your lifestyle, this is who you are, as opposed to thinking about it as, you know, day one, day two, day three. I can't have this. I can't have that. Instead of thinking about it that way, say to yourself, I'm already, like, I'm already, a, I'm already a success with this. Like, I have already 
done everything I can do each day to feel good about the changes that I'm making because I know ultimately they're going to get me to where I need to go. Try to remember that every day you wake up and make these positive changes that you are already successful for having done them. Where you are a year from now truly is going to be like, I don't know, like your album going platinum, your first album going platinum or whatever. It's going to be like your Netflix. Like who knew, you know? Today, girl, we might be mailing DVDs every time we work out. Every time we eat a healthy meal, it's like we're putting those DVDs into the post office box ourselves. This time next year, girl, though, we streaming and people are paying for our subscription service. That's how we need to be thinking about this. If we don't give up, if we keep going, we will be where we want to be. We just have to stay in it and have that no matter what attitude. That is the difference, I do believe, between the women who look at people on Instagram and say, oh my gosh, I want to be that, and the people who are on Instagram doing the things, right? And I just use Instagram because, girl, that's what everybody talks to me about. So I saw this on Instagram. Have you seen this? (laughs) Have you seen this on Instagram? And I think that's what it is. We look at these women on Instagram and we say like, oh, she's, you know, she's working out like this or like, look at her or she looks like this. Whatever it is that, you know, we say to ourselves when we see these things. And I think that's great. But I also think that instead of looking at it that way, what we really should be saying is we, you know, that is us. Like we are all making small choices every day. The people that we look at on Instagram, they wake up and make a choice like two years ago. And I think people forget about that. We see the 15 second snippets and we're like, dang, they're in really good shape. But could that woman flip that tire like that three years ago? We don't know. Could she run that fast six months ago? We don't know. But what we do know is that every day that woman woke up and made a small choice to choose herself and to celebrate herself each day for the small wins that she, and no win is small. So I take that back. She decided to wake up every day and celebrate herself, the wins that she had that day. And she allowed winning every day to project her forward and fuel her motivation. And that is something that we can all strive to do. So for the month of March, I want us to all have the luck of a baddie and make small choices every day that we will celebrate We will check them off our list as successful each and every day. And at the end of March, to see where you are. That's my plan for the month of March. My workout report, we can go ahead and cruise right into that segment. My workout report for the month of March is to be active every day. And I don't mean like, you know, 90 minutes every day. Some days it might be a 15 minute walk. But for the month of March, I want to be active every day. I want to tell myself every day you are already where you want to be. And if you were already where you wanted to be, Tia, you wouldn't be doing like the whole like just casually going about this. You would have a completely different attitude because you'd be trying to maintain the change that you already you've already achieved. So I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be doing more um, cardio 
by doing like the five to 15 minute walks and runs here and there. I'm also doing a March Madness fitness challenge. Um, Details on that are in the newsletter. So you'll see everyday exercises up there that we'll do for a minute the first week of March. The second week of March, we'll do them for two minutes combined with like 15 minutes of your favorite kind of cardio. And then for the last week of the month, we'll do what we call the big dance, which is a combination of weeks one through three. And I've got some motivational tips in there too. So if you haven't seen the March Madness Challenge in the newsletter, um, check that out. And if you don't get the TVF newsletter, girl, go to my website, www.tfvfitness.com and subscribe to the newsletter so that you can get all of the workouts, recipes, and positive vibes delivered right to your inbox every day, or I'm sorry, girl, not every day, because who has the time? But once a month at the beginning of the month, I do not spam you. And I only email you when I got something real important to say. So join the sisterhood. We have a lot of fun. So going into our thought bubbles and some of the more random things that we have going on in my little life. So let's start with Netflix. So it says we've been talking about me watching stuff and what I've seen on Netflix. Tinder, who was his name? Tinder Swindler. That was very interesting to me. Um, if you haven't seen that one, that's, uh, I believe it's a documentary. <laughs> um, about a guy who basically was swindling women out of money. Like he was scamming them out of money. And the part about that that I couldn't really get or understand is like how. Okay, so let's see, right? If I met somebody on Tinder and we had only been on like a couple dates or we were just dating, period, and he told me somebody was after him and they wanted like $40,000 to go away, I'd probably be like, oh, bro, will you, you, uh, I'll pray for you. You'll be in my T's and P's because I'm not about to take no loan out. Like he had women getting credit cards and like taking out loans, um, to like help him with all these different problems and issues that he had. And I don't know that anybody ever asked him for any proof of any of these issues. Now that I think about it, thinking about some of the things the women said, I don't think anybody ever asked him for proof of anything. They were just giving him the money. And also, I don't know what happened to him. I don't think he ever got in trouble for anything that he was doing. I don't think he ever got in trouble for it. And I want to say I read on Twitter that he was getting offered a show, possibly. I don't know. I don't know. But that was Tinder Swindler. If you want to see something interesting and shake your head while you watch it. That's a good one. Um, The next one is Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna is the show about this um, fake New York socialite that basically also scams people out of money and experiences because she, she makes them believe she's some heiress or something like that. And it is super interesting. I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, Because it is so good and you will be gobsmacked at the stuff this girl gets away with. Like I could never, no one's ever going to let me like come to a hotel and stay for like days and days and days without paying a bill. Like girl, because they asked me for my credit card and my ID 
when I hit that front desk. So I'm never <laughs> being allowed to even make it up to a room without handing, <laughs> handing over some method of payment at the beginning of that whole transaction. So yeah, you have to watch it because that's not even like the biggest thing she gets away with. It's very interesting. If you haven't seen that, check that one out. Um, of course, I've been watching Bel Air, which is like the new Fresh Prince, but like darker. It is so good. That is on the Peacock uh, app. And again, without giving too much of it away, like it's just so good. It's dark. It's different, but it's so good. And I'm so glad that this is one reboot that I'm glad somebody decided to do because they really didn't remake it. It's like they're telling the same story, but like with a twist and it's just incredible. So check that out if you haven't seen it. I also watched, or did we talk about this already? I also watched Jennifer Lopez's Marry Me movie and I got a lot of messages on Instagram about that movie. Um, people wanted to know what, how was it? They, I like, I just kept getting DMs like, oh my gosh, how's that movie? I was thinking about watching it. And I basically wrote everybody back and said the same thing. Like, girl, it's a JLo movie. So you know what you get when you watch a JLo movie? That girl gonna be struggling for love. Then she gonna fall in love and keep it. When she's not fighting off some man. But most, for the most part, you know, she's gonna meet some man. They're going to fall in love. They're going to have their struggles, but ultimately they will end up together because they're going to work it out. Um, but it was a cute movie. If you like Jennifer Lopez movies, you will like that one. I also watched Love is Blind 2. And now that that's over, I'm not going to say anything about the couples that stayed together or broke up because I don't want to ruin that for anybody who hasn't seen it. But I feel like this season of Love is Blind wasn't as good as the first one. I feel like the people were, I feel like the couples were actually had the, I feel like they had the potential to be good couples. I really do. Um, Jared and Ayana, I really feel bad for her because I feel like she was his number two and he only asked her because his number one said no. And I don't know how that's working out for them watching it back now. I always think about that when I watch these shows. I'm like, man, when they watch this show back, now that they're a couple and together, how does that impact their relationship? Um, because for those two, she's got to watch that and be mad. She she has to, even though they kind of had conversations about it and she knew she was his number two. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like at this point in life, like most of these people are in their 30s and you would think that they wouldn't be okay with that, but I don't know. It's very interesting. Deep D was probably my favorite person from this season. Um, and if you watch it, You'll see why, but she's probably my favorite. Shane, I don't know how any of those women fell in love with him from In the Pods because his voice had to be one of the most cartoon-sounding voices ever, and I don't know who could listen to that for the rest of their life. But then Twitter had some, um, some things to say about Shane and his voice and some of his behaviors on the show. People have their theories about why he... <laughs> He sounds like that and acts like that. And I don't know how true any of that is. If you haven't seen that, just go to Twitter and type in Love is Blind 2 in his name to see what comes up. 
Um, and if that's true, then that also makes me sad because he was, he proposed to somebody. So check it out. It's, it's good. Hopefully they'll do what they did for Love is Blind season one and they'll continue to follow them for like another few months so that we can see how the show closing has impacted their relationship. I know they're going to do a reunion show next week, but I still like to see, you know, what their lives are like now that they're not necessarily on the show anymore. I always thought that was interesting. But also, shouldn't they just do a show with Cam and Lauren from season one? Like, why didn't Netflix give them their own show? I feel like that was a missed opportunity. People really loved them or people really loved her anyway. And I know she's gotten a lot of opportunities since season one. But I feel like they would be so cute and people would watch them if they had a reality TV show. I know people would because people really, really like liked them as a couple and they were so cute together. So yeah, Netflix needs to get on that. I'm literally creating content for them now. So, you know, they can take that out. The first one is free and we'll, we can go from there, Netflix. Last month, I unfortunately got hit with seasonal allergies. I wasn't like sick, sick, but I was sick enough to take medicine. And whenever I get sick with like the whole stopped up nose thing, I always take Benadryl because I know Benadryl at least will help me get rest, right? I think this is my last year taking Benadryl or like last month was my last month taking Benadryl. And I'm going to tell you why. For for number one, because it completely knocks you out. One minute you're stopped up and miserable, but then the next minute you're like blacked out, passed out, and I I can't determine anymore which one is better. What I do know though is like, girl, I don't think you're supposed to be driving under the influence of Benadryl. Let me tell you what happened to me. Okay, so you know like you're driving, right? And the car in front of you, like clearly they see like the flashing lights that say like, oh girl, it's a train coming. You should probably stop behind the white line because we're about to drop this bar. Well, the car that was in front of me, girl, they did not stop. They kept going. But see, I was under the influence of Benadryl. And so I didn't really know what was going on until it was too late. I did not get hit by a train, obviously. But I stopped before the train tracks, right? I stopped before the train tracks. I was like, ooh, he didn't see those lights. He kept going because he didn't want to get stuck by a train. So, But I'm going to stop. So I slammed on my brakes and I stopped. Girl, why did that thing, like the little thing that falls down that says, do not pass right here, you're going to get hit by a train, that little lever thing, girl, it fell down and hit the hood of my car. And I was like, wow, Benadryl, how do we, how do we end up here? How do we end up here? And see, and because I was under the influence of Benadryl, instead of just sitting there and then allowing the lever to go back up, oh no, girl, I decided I was going to back out. So then I started backing up and as I'm backing up, I'm like, Ooh, that is scratching the hood of my car. That is unfortunate. I should have just stayed under the little lever until the train was gone. Um, but I didn't and it was fine. Like the scratch is not that bad. Um, I'll probably get it fixed at some point, but you know, it's not an obvious scratch cause no one has mentioned anything to me about it, but yeah, I'm like, People, and on the way home from that, I was like, people just really shouldn't be out here living life 
under the influence of Benadryl. And now I feel like I should go read the back of a Benadryl box to see if they tell you anything about operating a vehicle after taking it. I don't know. I've never read the back of a Benadryl box. I just always pop to and keep it moving unless it makes me go to sleep, in which case I I fall asleep. But yeah, I feel like Benadryl needs to be outlawed. They need to start putting Benadryl behind like the plastic case in Walmart. Like they do all the other things that they don't want people just being able to buy in there. They need to start doing that with Benadryl because it should not be falling into the wrong hands. People like me who can't handle it. My system cannot handle it. I have been sharing my baking adventures on Instagram and we made our first batch of dinner rolls not too long ago. Um, That was fun. People got to see me forget to put all of the yeast into the dough. I went back and did it and things turned out fine. Um, I've been really enjoying everybody sharing their baking tips with me and laughing with me and having fun with the baking um the baking journey tonight seeing as how well when this episode comes out it will be March 1st and that is the day that people will be celebrating Mardi Gras so tonight on February 28th I decided to make beignets for dessert for dinner after dinner for my family and it had to be the funniest thing those beignets ended up looking like funnel cake egg rolls they definitely tasted like egg rolls and my youngest child literally wrote the family group chat telling everybody that he thought they were <laughs> he thought they were disgusting i wouldn't let him put chocolate <laughs> on them because it was already like 30 minutes past their bedtime when I was serving these beignets and I didn't want him to be like jacked up on sugar going to bed even though the the little funnel cake egg rolls had powdered sugar on them but you know I didn't want him to like add to it by putting like Nutella or chocolate on them so um I literally laughed until I cried over him not liking that dessert Um, but they were good. They just taste like funnel cakes, which is not what I was expecting, but at least now I'm like, Hey, well, again, I'm finding the success in what I completed. I set out to make a a family dessert. I made the dessert. I'm, I'm already successful for having completed the task that I had in front of me. Now the response to the dessert is like the added, no pun intended, is the icing on the cake, Right. It would be extra. If people actually had enjoyed the dessert, it would have just made it even better. But I'm already happy and feeling the success of having made the beignets, well, the funnel cakes to begin with, right? Um, So it was, the reviews were mixed on that one. The little boys did not like the dessert, but Savannah and my husband, they loved them. And I thought they were good. Like, you know, I thought they were okay. So you know, we'll keep baking things. I think the next thing that I'm going to make is going to be a loaf of bread though. I think I'm going to try making a loaf of brioche bread. Um, and then we'll make like French toast or something with it. But I think that's going to be up next for me. I have been really enjoying getting more familiar with baking and I'm, I think I'm in a groove. I think I'm definitely way more comfortable with it than I thought it w- I would be. And making dough is surprisingly not as hard as I thought it would be. 
and it's actually a really quick process. Once you form the dough, um, all you do is let it rest and then you kind of just go from there. So yay, more baking adventures um, in my Instagram stories in March. I just have to figure out which two um, recipes I'm going to try. I know I'm going to do brioche, so I'll do brioche and like something else. I'll figure that out and I'll be sure to share that on Instagram. And I think that is going to wrap up this episode. Um, If you have any topics that you'd like to hear me chat about on here, if you ever have a question for me, feel free to DM me that info at TV Fitness um, on Instagram. And I'd be more than happy to take some of those suggestions. Remember, when you're out and you see a woman shining, shining, Tell her hello, compliment her, make her day. Um, somebody actually did that to me at the Wendy's drive-thru the other day. Um, and she was like a young girl. And you know what? Whenever a young person, and I mean like a, a young girl like in her 20s, whenever she compliments me, I always take that to heart. Not that I don't appreciate compliments from other people too, but when a young girl does it, I'm like, oh, okay, so you know, that, that means I'm still a little bit cool possibly. If a young girl is is telling me something. So that really made my day. So when you're out, compliment a woman. Tell her something nice about herself. Don't forget to tell yourself something nice about yourself as well. Thank you for joining me on Tia's Table or at Tia's Table. Remember, don't compete. Don't compare. Don't complain. What God has for you is for you. I love you and I will talk to you later, girl. Bye.